0: hey hey we
1: have a little story we got to tell about <laughs> one two people watching movies so well <laughs> yeah that's <was> way better
0: <laughs> well i've had more years of listening to the beastie voice than you have i don't know what to do with this you pillow know me so yeah we 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 as you probably know from clicking on this and whatnot um we saw the Beastie Boys documentary called...
1: We saw Beastie Boys Story.
0: Yes, not... What was it? Not the Beastie not Boys. Not the Beastie just Boys. Just Beastie Boys. They'll come we for you. We saw Beastie Boys Story.
1: Do, yeah, they, they are not the Beastie Boys.
0: Yeah. And anybody who doesn't know that doesn't know real hip-hop. Right. Hate that statement. It's annoying.
1: <laughs> hey, guys. This is Michelle.
0: This is Josh. Coming straight at you, boy <laughs> <laughs> 80s talk. Your money.
1: Live in Hollywood. That wasn't really 80s. That was like
0: Access Hollywood. That's that's the last (laughs) 90 years of (laughs) film and television. Live from Hollywood. It's
1: Dean Martin
0: and Friends.
1: Apologies.
0: (laughs) Dean Martin and Friends. Story. Art link letter. Whatever.
1: Okay. Well. Coming from you live from our couch.
0: From the couch. Because we're
1: all still safer the, at home. From
0: the dungeons of the couches.
1: Staying at home or whatever they're calling it. Ha ha
0: ha ha. Stay Staying at home. home. Staying, Staying at, at home.
1: home. I thought you were gonna keep going.
0: Nope. We don't have time for all that. Fine. We we get have all the thing. time
1: in the world. Didn't we just Down cover here. this? It's our time. <laughs> we are all in quarantine.
0: Remember? Yeah, but don't you want to? Don't you want to get that fresh, fresh, fresh,
1: fresh brothers pizza night? Brooklyn, oh, oh. oh. Where is Fresh Brothers from? Is it a local spot? Or Probably. Is it...
0: I've never heard of it until I we moved over googled here. I haven't googled this. Go-gaggled.
1: I don't know where Fresh Go-gaggled Brothers is. We love us some Fresh Brothers pizza.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's the sauce is good and it's convenient. I think if we, I've already mentioned the Across sauce was talked about. Fresh Brothers.
1: Did I tell you what the deal was today?
0: Isn't it buy one, get another one for one?
1: I think that was yesterday. Today? Isn't today
0: Tuesday? I thought they had Tuesday deals.
1: They have deals every single day. I get an email with a deal for Fresh Brothers. Is this
0: a podcast about Fresh Brothers? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Hey, Fresh Brothers, you're welcome on the podcast anytime.
0: Just come across the street and talk to us through a window because we're not letting you in. No,
1: we're not letting you in.
0: So yeah, we're going to have Fresh Brothers, probably. Um, So what have you been up to? Besides thinking about Fresh Brothers. <laughs> no more Fresh Brothers.
1: <laughs> no more Fresh Brothers. Uh, well, yesterday we filmed your video. Yes. For a thingamajig. That's right. Mm, what's we're building a Leslie thingamajig. Speaker.
0: Yeah, right? don't tell everybody. Oh, sorry. I'm going to bleep this out. Or you're going to bleep it out.
1: Okay. A beep.
0: People are like, whoa, <laughs> where were they filming?
1: Okay, let's take... We're building a thing for a video.
0: A thing for a video. thing
1: majig. jig I'll That's steal right. that phrase from Little Mermaid. Producers
0: Kitchen in the house. The Producers Kitchen. There is a the, the. in The Producers Kitchen. Right. On YouTube. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we were filming that.
1: Guess what else? Oh, I made scones. Blueberry scones. Scones. On Saturday. I uh-huh. got my bacon. Not bacon. Nope. But I got my bacon. True bacon. And I made some really yummy scones. It's good. I bought a sifter, so yeah. I could do this because for years I've been reading the word sift ingredients. The word right. sift ingredients in these recipes, and I thought, nah, I'm a terrible baker. Baker, y'all, I don't do. She's a
0: sift lord.
1: Uh huh. And I don't, I don't do well with all the the required patience that comes along with baking.
0: I remember Axel Rose once told me that's all I needed
1: was patience.
0: All you need is just a little
1: patience. Was he singing about baking? Probably. Probably.
0: Or foreign policy. I don't know.
1: Baking takes some patience and I just have never had it. And so I always ignore things like sift your flour. But I thought, hey, it's quarantine.
0: You're you're getting in trouble for sifting your flour.
1: I'm going to sift some flour. Was Mm. it fun? You know, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. It's like if it was any more than two cups of flour, I probably would just quit. But no, you That's can't return you good things stuff. these days, so I can't even return it to Target. I'm stuck with a sifter now.
0: That's right. Sifter for life.
1: It. I'll do it. I'll keep it up. We
0: ain't going nowhere. I was pleasantly surprised. We ain't going This
1: turned out really yummy. And also, it's a good biscuit recipe too. Just no blueberries. It's just a biscuit with blueberries in it.
0: It's sifting for life.
1: Doo-doo. That's nice. Yeah, so that's, I mean, there was a lot of scone talk and baking talk. But talk. That's, my, that's what my weekend was. Scone I made talk, a Target starring. run and I'm, I baked some scones.
0: Yeah, Target scones. I really
1: don't remember what else happened this weekend.
0: Mm, I slept a lot.
1: All these days are running together.
0: I've been trying to sleep a lot more and take advantage of this. Because I'm always trying not to sleep. So I've been waking up at, like, 10 o'clock, Yeah, I think. after staying.
1: You stay up all night, and then you sleep. <laughs> yeah, you... but
0: I used to stay up all night and then wake up early. Right. Now I'm just...
1: Staying up all night. I'm
0: not setting an alarm.
1: Is that a song, too? I'm surprised you didn't sing it. Isn't a song about... Stay up all night, sleep all day. Am I making something? Yeah, some that is something.
0: <laughs> then there's Up All Night.
1: <laughs> it's something. USA is up all night. Okay. Yeah. Well, what? What have you been doing? What have you been doing? That, sleeping?
0: <laughs> I was sleeping. Um, I got a workshop I'm doing, so I've been working on that. I've got, yeah, we were working on the video. I'm working on sound packs. I'm just trying to be productive because my hours got cut at work. And I don't know what the future holds. So I'm trying to see what's out there. If people would like what I'm, if they're picking up what I'm putting down. Right. So. Pick it up, the,
1: y'all.
0: Yeah, pick it up. Um what we've been watching
1: what we've been watching Bing.
0: um I fell asleep to twins last night
1: twins twins like twins with yeah. um sh- 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 tall While and I was short? watching
0: Minty do a video 10 things you don't know about twins and then I said hey Roku is Twins available for free to me? And it was like it is on HBO.
1: Is Twins the Twins? Is the the movie with Arnold them, and Arnold Danny and DeVico. Danny DeVito? DeVico. Have I seen this
0: movie? I don't know. We can watch it. I know I've
1: seen. You just watched. Oh, you fell asleep. I fell asleep
0: to Twins. Okay,
1: we can watch it. Twins. Um,
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I didn't fall terrible. asleep to those twins. <laughs> well, I could. You have twins, but
1: that's anyway, a nice story.
0: Um, yeah. Funny thing is, it was heavily filmed on Hollywood Boulevard, and it was interesting because I was like, hey, that's where my work is. or Yeah, it's been there since the 80s. Um, And then I was like, oh, that's where the 7-Eleven is now. And oh, that's blah, blah, blah. The corner across from Hollywood and Highland, Mm -hmm. where it's just that building that nobody uses, Mm -hmm. that allegedly was, at least in the movie, it said it was a savings and loan bank. So... I was Birdman. like, oh, interesting. I could see that. No, oh, it's interesting to see like what how it looks exactly the same, and then what different businesses are there, which right. you could see for sure. And obviously, Hollywood and Highland wasn't there, but they didn't really show that side. But the Valero used to be a Chevron over by the Methodist Church.
1: I think Hollywood and Highland has been there a very long time.
0: It's been there like eighteen, but years, it just didn't have oh, that's 1988. it, eighty-eight.
1: Oh, I thought I'd been there a long time.
0: No, there was something. I, there's pictures you can look online. With the I found elephants? Them and then I lost them.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Well, that that was a recreation of...
1: A set, I think, right? Uh,
0: yeah. Um,
1: I forgot what movie. DeMille.
0: Cecil DeMille. He did this epic movie. And they built a set somewhere in Hollywood, like nearby... And then it sat there for like 35 years. (laughs) Nobody tore (laughs) it down. So then when they built Hollywood Highland, they paid homage or homage to that there. But that area was just something. It might have been a parking lot. I don't remember. Probably. I saw a picture once and it took me four hours to find it. Because I was like, what used to be there? And I found it and then I didn't grab a link so I could never go back. Never Mm -hmm. doing that again. No. Was up late. So
1: speaking of Minty, have we talked about Minty before? I think I mentioned
0: last week, last time, last, last time. Week? Okay. Yeah. yeah, Minty comic arts. Look him up on YouTube.
1: Comic arts. That's what it's called. Yeah. Or comedic arts.
0: Comedic arts. Comic arts. And his name's comedic. like
1: Mark Brown or something. Yeah. Mark... But if
0: you just look up Minty and then movies, right? He's gonna come up. Yes. Four years. The thing is, y'all.
1: This week we watched. Well, the
0: last month I've been watching.
1: Um, well, yeah, but he so he's he talks about old movies, and so every episode I'm like, it's 10 things you maybe didn't know about, whatever. And then I feel like I need to watch Tremors. the movie. So we watched the episode about um, uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3. And mm-hmm. then this week we watched Back to the Future 2. They'll say. And now we need to watch 3
0: because yeah. it didn't
1: finish. If you've seen it, you know, Back to the Future 2 has no resolve because, well, there's other things. Watch Minty's video. It'll tell you uh, some interesting things about that. But um, we're a little bit obsessed with Minty now and I enjoy the episodes, but you have been like binge watching it. like
0: Yeah, there's so much content. It's yeah. kind of insane. So, so anyway, that's going to be my new. Shout that's out to be Minty. My, yeah, that's going to be my thing. If I ever get famous and I go to Australia to do something.
1: Hey, Minty. I'll be
0: like, hey, I want to do I want I want to meet Minty.
1: You're welcome on the podcast anytime. It's, it's,
0: it's not. It we could
1: should happen. totally try and get him. That would be amazing.
0: That would be. We could interview our first interview. Our first would be Minty. guest. We're Minty
1: from and Australia. blow
0: us away with everything he yeah. has looked up. Yeah. Um. We also watched Run, which Michelle is saddened about the no, last episode. No, I like it.
1: I am a little. Well, I'm going to reserve judgment until the next episode and see how it progresses
0: it jumped into the trope pool
1: it did a little bit so
0: that's why michelle is having a hard time
1: hoping it's not a jump the shark kind of a thing i don't think it's
0: gonna jump the shark i think it might have just gone down a track that we're used to but it may show you some interesting scenery like Um, wow that's changed (laughs) since the last time we've gone down that trope
1: i'm hoping because i really enjoy the show
0: yeah and lastly we watched rick and morty
1: we did and it's that back.
0: was uh, a bloodbath.
1: Did it get? Put shrifty? him in a Johnny.
0: Put it, put it. Put him in a Johnny bag. I should start saying that.
1: <laughs> put him in a Johnny bag,
0: <laughs> or is it? Go get a body bag. I used to. I realized wait, wait, I said I think, it. Oh, I, don't I know. thought it was put him in a body bag, just like people say, "Luke, I am your father." But that's right. not what he says. Right. He says like, "Go get a body bag" or something.
1: What movie is this from?
0: Uh, I was supposed to say the Golden Child.
1: <laughs> Karate Kid. <laughs> Karate Kid. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: So, yeah, that was the whole That's thing. What we're all watching. Right. So, that ends our segment.
1: What we've been watching. Bur, bur, bur. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on That's that. That's the one. That, theme music. See, I
0: tried one in the beginning. I'm going to try a different one in the end. Okay. And then eventually I'll come to one. That's good. Okay. Or I'll combine them all into one giant intro.
1: Um, they all play segment. at the same time.
0: Yes. And then it's just like, yeah. Uh, so hit us with the, with the, with the, with Oh, the back, all right. The it's
1: synopsis time.
0: Sino- synopsis. Right.
1: So we watched, as we said, Beastie Boys Story. And normally I read the synopsis from IMDb, but I didn't want to today because it was on Apple TV that we watched it and I, I enjoy their, I like their little, uh, synopsis. I wish I had read this actually before we jumped into, um, watching it. So here we go. Here's a little story they're about to tell. Mike Diamond and Adam Horowitz share the story of their band and 40 years of friendship in a live documentary experience directed by friend, collaborator, and their former grandfather, Spike Jones.
0: Man, it's always hard when you have to divorce your grandfather. Right. You're a longtime collaborator. Collaborator? I've never said it that way I before. Mean,
1: sounds very complicated. Paperwork, lawyers. Yeah. So, anyway,
0: yeah, good. good uh, but stuff.
1: here's here's why I wish I had read this. Why? Because I came into this, I thought this was a documentary. Uh huh. So I expected like the typical documentary format, where maybe there's a narrator, uh-huh. or it kind of goes slowly through things, and it's interview clips weave together with video and pictures and whatever.
0: You thought it was going down the trope tracks.
1: Uh well, just a regular documentary.
0: Trope <laughs> tracks. Right.
1: Or like I don't know. So I didn't expect a live, like this says, a live documentary experience because I wrote down, I said, this looks more like this is like a stand up special slash <laughs> TED talk.
0: Ted Ted up.
1: Not exactly a documentary. Uh-huh. So that's cool. It was different. It just took me a minute to get into it. They moved very quickly through their time. Like they they told their stories and then kept moving. And so it took me a bit to get caught up with like, okay, who's what now? And where, how old are they now? Like (laughs) I, I seemed to, I was trying to, to storyboard it like a documentary would where it moves linearly. Right. Mm -hmm. And they kind of moved that way, but also skipped years and people and It just all jumped very quickly. So if I'm to believe this as they said it, which actually might be very true, it seems like it, they immediately, they never had jobs. They immediately left calculus class in high school and became (laughs) rock stars and ruled the world. you know. (laughs) So maybe that's how it really went down. Um, And that's at the end of the, actually at the end, I thought, wait, did they ever have an actual job? Like, have they ever held jobs? Well, no. But then one of them mentioned he used to wash dogs. So- yeah, they, they mentioned a couple something. of
0: jobs. They mentioned a couple they of did? jobs. Yeah. Oh, so I missed it. Um, we'll see, it
1: went too quickly. <laughs> I, I could bring it up later. I didn't catch anything everything.
0: Um I'll just talk about it now. Um it was a point that I was gonna point out is Yaq had a job remember he was managing an apartment building.
1: Like oh, after they right. toured. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. So
0: yeah, they had some sort of jobs.
1: Right, this just wasn't the kind of full documentary experience where they dive into everything and pick it all apart. I thought I was really going to get a deep dive into Beast into Beastie Boys, yeah. Um, and so it just took my brain a little bit. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is not what I was expecting." I'll let me adjust and now get into whatever this is, which was pretty cool. I thought it was interesting.
0: I think it's obviously going to be a little bit different because it's their story and they're telling it, right? You know. If somebody else would have came in, like if Michael Rappaport would have came in and done a a documentary about the Beastie Boys, it would have been a totally different thing because it's from, you know, a fan's perspective. But I think that's always, I guess it's not really a curse because they did it really well. But I think that's the blessing of a curse of having someone intimately involved in a project about them. And I think what's hard, I think, about most people that have any sort of or somewhat interesting of any way is that they don't think they're interesting so right. i know people or what they know is not interesting like i'll say for myself when i sit with people and teach them stuff i'm like hey you know adsr's and oscillators and blah and then, you know building tracks and drums and then they're like wait what and i'm like yeah you know it's like the kick drum and the snare and they're like how does that work And i'm like you know you just lay it down and then like i don't understand what you're talking about i'm like oh you don't understand drum programming. All right, well, you know. But to me, it's so like, eh.
1: So I think
0: that's the thing. They had to obviously fit it in a format that was entertaining and worked. But I think also, like, especially the way that Ad Rock kind of handles himself, I've seen in interviews, is he's very grateful and thankful for it. Mm -hmm. But he's not like, oh, let me tell you this. Oh, let me tell you this. Oh, let me tell you this. So The way he told some
1: of those stories, he seems a little bit... They still seem a little bit flabbergasted by some of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like so. most of the stories started with, and then the crazy stuff happened. Right. Like, they just, they acknowledged that their trajectory was nuts. Like, everything that happened was just a well, strange story. Well, I think story. it's just
0: like you said, they didn't really hold jobs. They were a bunch of kids running around, acting stupid, and then all of a sudden, they have they're on tour with madonna
1: right well i wrote down i said they're high school punk rock rappers in front of russell simmons at 16 right like what
0: (laughs) yeah and then the and they just set loose on the on on the world right Uh, on the bit one of the well it was her first i don't know if it was her first tour that's something i should have looked at was if it was her first like tour as um Trying to think, her first album was good and got play, but it wasn't like like a virgin and all that type of stuff.
1: Material um, Girl wasn't that like early?
0: Yeah, that was early, but that it could be even
1: even earlier. Yeah. Well, so, they were still very like they said they came home and told everyone they knew they were on tour with Madonna, so she was clearly yeah, huge. That's,
0: that's what I'm saying. She was she was huge, but like she blew up right. at a certain point in the '80s where it was just kind of like, oh, snap. But yeah, that, it that slightly depends, you know what I'm saying, to a degree. But either way, you're just some kids who just figured out how to rap, sort of.
1: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> and they're like, hey, you want to go on tour with Madonna? You know, that that's like saying...
1: I think they said they had like two songs, right?
0: Yeah, that's like, if that's either saying, do you want to go on tour with uh, Ariana Grande, or she's still kind of popping right i'm trying to think of a female artist ariana a grande? yeah yes yeah or yeah because she's newer i would say beyonce but ariana grande is kind of newer you know or like if it's the if it's like like virgin or whatever that's we're talking like lady gaga tour <laughs> and that mm. would be insane for your first tour to be like oh i'm going out with lady gaga but it's also a mismatch it was funny they said like we were cursing out these people and trying to act tough, and then it was like fourteen year old as a girls, bunch of little girls in flower dresses. That's <laughs> hilarious. And That's so, so funny. Yeah, that happens a lot with a lot of Def Jam people. Like that happened to LL Cool J as well, and you know it was quite a number of people. What, who
1: who just... did LL go on tour with? That was a mission
0: No, no, no. He was like fifteen.
1: Oh, I see. It right, was just kind of
0: like it was just this kid, and then the next day he's LL Cool J, right? And then he's like big. Yeah. You know. Right. And um, I think that's that's always seems to be the thing when there's something that becomes huge. you They they're obviously looking for young talent because that gives a long revenue stream and they're looking for multiple people. You don't want to find a rapper that's I'm not saying you don't want to, but to make quick money, you don't want to find a rapper that's like or a person in a genre that's older and can be like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like I have a, I have a job.
1: I'm not letting you, you know. This is what I do.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah, or even if they're a carpenter, you know, they're like, I'm carpenting, and you're going to want me to tour the world for $500 and then not pay me royalties? Like, that's insane. Right. Yeah, so.
1: So, speaking of the early days, I didn't know there was a girl in the band originally.
0: I did. That was only, like, the early 2000s, I found out. Yep.
1: A girl drummer. Kate Capshaw. That's her name, Kate. No, her like, name. Wait.
0: yeah, but it's not Kate Capshaw.
1: Oh, I was like, "Who's Kate Capshaw?" I know that She's name. She's an actress. But uh that was surprising to me, and they seemed very remorseful. Yeah, about how all that went down. So, bummer for Kate at the time, I guess. Who knows? Maybe it was better that she wasn't. I don't know. Who knows? You know.
0: Well, yeah, she didn't want to. She didn't want to rap. So there's that.
1: Oh, she didn't want to.
0: No, they said that. They said like we were hanging out we were hanging out with um
1: Well, they met up with Rick Rubin.
0: Yeah, they were hanging out with Rick all the time. Right. And they were rapping and she wasn't there. Oh. And then they were like bring her all these raps and she's like, uh Okay. Um But why couldn't she still be the
1: drum? Yeah, they showed her. And that was but, so funny. But, they were holding but, paper like but, a new yeah. comic. <laughs>
0: They're like, hey, so my name is... You know, it, was, it, it was hilarious looking because they yeah. were babies mm-hmm. with holding pieces of paper rapping about how tough they were. But they couldn't memorize their rhymes. Right. No, she couldn't be the drummer because like, he's, like they said, that's not the way rap was at the time. Or rap was like, hey, we have a band and we're going to have these guys play music and then you rap over it. But then it was slowly becoming you just need a drum machine or a dj well yeah yeah that's the cool that's thing true. so it would have been like why do you have a drummer so,
1: yeah was phased out it's kind of like technology the it, robots took her job well
0: it's kind of like all these la um bass shows you show up with a laptop and a controller or two you don't show up with like seven items or a full band it's like we're not set up for that it's like you know have your dj put the records on the t- there's like a turntable mm. up there have your dj put the records up you rap get off the stage next people rap
1: well i could tell that they felt bad about the whole kate situation
0: yeah yeah i it, that i think that's a thing that i'm learning as i get older and i look and as people get older that i look up to they they you realize like tupac died at 27 i remember telling you this like he was a child like i remember when i was 27 yeah. and I, I could definitely see why Ham and Biggie and all these people did all these dumb things. Cause they were 27 and they were rich since, well, Tupac wasn't rich since, but you know, Biggie got rich fast. Tupac possibly got rich twice fast ish. Um, so it's like when you have money and all this prestige and whatever, and you're 27 and you're single, like you're going to make these dumb decisions. And then if you're f- a rapper at fifteen and people are throwing money at you and you're having also just great experiences doing a thing that you're doing, it's very hard to be like, Oh, well, let me let
1: me fight to keep Let me fight to, in the Yeah, thumbs. let me it's like right. eh,
0: she's not really going the direction we're going. Let's right. move forward, you know. And um, you know, that, that happens a lot. Yeah. And the Food Fighters talked about that. And other things I've watched, they like fired band members through um one guy was fired through f- phone conference, one of the guitar players. Oh gosh. They were just kind of like, hey man, we just want to let you know you don't have to come back down. We're letting
1: you go. Oh man. And it was like
0: Dave and him knew each other for years. Uh, the drummer, they uh they told him not to come back down um from Washington to do some post production because Dave re recorded all the drums. Oh. <laughs> but uh, like uh,
1: you know well and they also talked about how they were they let her go because also they were just trying to be like tough boys
0: yeah like, like aside the from the music boys. stuff
1: right they were just trying to be tough boys or tough guy yeah that's boys. never the they thing. Kept saying boys. that's
0: never the that's never the look to be a tough boy you want to be a tough man
1: i don't even think they were shooting for men <laughs> i think they were just trying to act was, tough
0: but that's <laughs> what i'm saying like a tough man, I feel like is right. different from a tough boy. That's true. Like people, what people think is a tough man is usually a tough boy.
1: That's true. So they were just being tough boys. They
0: were trying to be tough men, right. but they were really just being tough, tough boy. boys.
1: right? And that's, and they even, um, I forgot who was talking about it, but talking about the song girls. Yeah. Um, and I remember used to listen to that song at the time and it, it has a fun little bebop and I never yeah. felt, I felt like it was a joke. Right, like I felt like I it, felt
0: like the whole band was a joke.
1: Well, yeah, and they even said they were right a joke, but then people
0: took them serious. Took them
1: seriously, like the the um fight for your right to party. Yeah, and how that was supposed to be a joke, but then all the bro dudes identified with bro it and dudes loved always it. Always
0: messing it up,
1: and then they became the bro dudes themselves, just partying on stage. So it was like the jokes didn't; they were. Too well embraced.
0: Wait a minute. So they're they're the original Takashi Six Nine. They were trying to act like something they weren't, and then got sucked into the life of the thing that they were. Yeah. Um, faking about. Right. They're like, look, we're uh we're women. We're uh what is it? Not women getting. We're skirt chasing, beer right. drinking, party people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ha, that'll be funny. And then it was like,
1: yeah, kegs, girls. Right.
0: Yeah, that was that was interesting. I think, you know, to go with that. This documentary is one of the most grown-up male things I've ever seen from an artist or let alone from most people I've ever seen on TV. Like I've never seen so much speak of growth and actually right. seen it. Like not not just on them saying it now, but when they were doing the Tibetan Free Freedom concert, I was like is this like a Beatles thing or like they getting in the Eastern music? What's going on here? And I remember not really writing it off or whatever, or thinking it was a phase, but just being like, well, what are they doing and what's going on? But it was like, they were evolving and growing. And then when they went to Capitol, it was the same kind of thing. I was like, what? Like Def jam, like what happened? And it's like, they were wearing different clothes and living out in LA and, you know, and then as they got older and I saw a lot of the, 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 Not political, but um, really speaking up for people. I was like, man, that's the kind of thing you want to see from dudes. Yeah. (laughs) And then also for them, to like you're saying, to apologize for their missteps. Like, I've never seen a documentary where somebody does that. Like, you know, I don't think Dr. Dre or or Jay-Z will ever listen to this, and no offense to them, but, like, the... Uh, the documentary that he did on hbo like really glossed over a lot of them like i listen to the chronic now and it's like hard to listen to mm. you know it's like i could i it came on spotify and it was like the album you've been waiting for is finally here and i was like to listen to people talk about <laughs> women like horribly for an hour and 40 minutes or whatever all along. right. and i know obviously just like with the beastie boys the, there can be some level of humor and, 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 you know, I, I understand that when someone calls somebody a hoe or calls, says hoes, it's not every single woman in the world, that idea, but you know, it's just like at some point it just becomes like beating a dead horse. Right. And I think when you look back at it as an adult, you're like, Oh, so I think that's how they kind of felt was like, man, you know, we did all these things. We spoke this way about women. We didn't work hard to, you know, Incorporate our band member, who was a woman, and um I think you know you 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 um
1: they definitely acknowledged it, yeah, and made a point to bring it up, right, and then Animated and made a point to change it, yeah, to own it and to change it, and then I loved it in that line when he said that um they were doing interviews for the documentary, and somebody called him a hypocrite who was ad rock said that, yeah, and they said, how can you what did they say? They called him a hypocrite for their yeah, attitudes toward the, yeah, women. It was I like guess the
0: the fight for your right guy is the one trying to tell us about uh, helping women or whatever. Or...
1: Right, and he said he'd rather be a hypocrite than the same guy forever. Yeah, which seemed pretty cool. Of like, you own that people change. Right, like we all have a chance to change. Um, we don't have to be they're our same stupid selves
0: stupid forever me. <laughs> stupid me um yeah but uh she's um the drummer for luscious Jackson right I didn't know for sure if they were still luscious sing, but they still are so I had to look it up. Oh
1: she's still the drummer uh-huh. okay the way they said it made it sound like she only played with them like as a session drummer like when they yeah they were like, or something I, they th- kind I of think said they said it, yeah funny. we got
0: her a gig or something. So maybe she wasn't the drummer at the time. And then, like, we know somebody. Right. <laughs> hey, let's try to make up for this because she's got the chops and we got the band. So, oh, the other thing I was going to say about that is I remember when Jay-Z was on Dave's show, on Letterman's show on uh, uh, Netflix. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a really Deep talk about men opening up their psyche and their feelings about their relationship with their wives and other women, because Jay-Z was publicly um, I guess outed about his affair. And then Dave had to come on television talk about how he had an inappropriate work relationship. Oh, right. So I was like, man, this is gonna be a real deep cause Dave Letterman's like almost 70. Jay Z has matured a lot. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm from what I'm about to say. I'm not saying he hasn't, but I was like, this is gonna be a real talk, and they were just kind of like, yeah, I, you know, I had done some things, and it was blah, and we've worked through it, and blah, blah, blah. And Dave was, Dave said like one sentence or so, and I was like, dude, this is the time,
1: right? Like, it's a real to missed have a opportunity.
0: real conversation and really talk to young men and boys about relationships and how you really should be treating your significant other and what kind of damage that does. Because I think people think, oh, well, you know, th- it was an accident and this just happened and we can get through this. And it's like, you know, they could both be like, yo, this was hard. Right. And like, I didn't know if I was going to be, have a wife, have kids in my life. If I was going to be sleeping on a couch, she's going to take all my money. Or, you know, if I was losing everything, like that wasn't spoke about. And I feel like if people speak more like they did, candid about, those type of things, you know, uh, I think it would make people like, if I was a 15 year old about to sign a deal or something with whatever. And then I watched this, I'd be like, Oh, I could do a lot of good. I can be very respectful. I can blah, blah, blah. And you know, I think I thought for that, that was a missed opportunity, but here, you know, they really did their thing.
1: Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I wrote down that there's hindsight and, um, uh they recognized and they changed recognize they recognized you know what else about recognizing
0: what 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 do you recognize
1: i realized that because throughout the documentary they would play like two notes like the first two notes of a song or like the first Uh split second of a song which made me realize how many immediately identifiable songs they have yeah like, that's all you need is, like, those first couple of things from a song. And, you know, everyone's, like, amped.
0: Yeah, it's definitely...
1: Which that can't be said for, like, very many. Right. I mean, there's lots of songs out there that are, you recognize, but I wouldn't say that about very many songs right now, maybe. Not like, that I know of, because I yeah. don't listen to so <laughs> well, many yeah, things from right now. Video, but, but anyway, but, you know, it, that's an accomplishment. All I'm saying you is, like especially for me to recognize the song you know i have no idea who sings songs or what they are
0: you're like is this <laughs> is this a song by uh abc i'm like the network do <laughs> you think the network released this song
1: right you're like no we are watching a documentary about beastie boys <laughs> it's probably a beastie boys no but that's that's um that's something to be to be said for their sound yeah. and whatever their magic was yeah which it, seems like it was mostly uke is that how you say his name? Yock. Yock. Yuck? Yuck?
0: The two yaks Yuck. Yukes. The two yukes.
1: <laughs> I wrote down that Yock was a, mag- a magician. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they talked about him.
0: Yeah. The, uh, it was interesting when I found that out. Uh, I forgot how I found that out at some point about, you know, all the things. He, I think it was when I found out Oscilloscope was his production company. And then I was like, huh? And then I started digging in. Yeah. I think it was the, um, oh, I was going to say, The thing that was also really cool, I think, was just, I think, I don't know, I'm biased, but I'm like, I feel like the 90s was one of the great music decades. I know there was a lot of bad stuff, obviously, like any decade, but I'm just like, Lollapalooza was born, like the festival kind of like circuit got really going, and also it was raw. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of raw television happening. And it was this, kind of like we've spoken before, like all the people who were in that, like our age bracket, you know, maybe five, five years back, maybe if they had older brothers and people a little bit, 10 years up, like we were able to ride that wave of technology, but also like if, if your friend got separated in the mosh pit. You just hope you found them later. Like
1: <laughs> right. there was no. You just meet back at the car.
0: <laughs> right. There was no like, oh, I'm gonna take all these pictures and I'm gonna video and I'm gonna buy. And how are we gonna look when we whatever? You were just trying to impress the two other people in front of you. So I think like the even the the, the experience the experience. Yeah, because you know they were jacking around in the studio and whatnot and playing video games and basketball, but. They weren't like on Twitter and like, yo, we're about to do this album. It's gonna be amazing, right? They're spending two hours on their Twitter game and their IG, right? You know,
1: they were just skateboarding and playing basketball, yeah, and (laughs)
0: and and, and communing and stuff. So I was was like, man, the '90s really was a really great time where we had the future, but we also had the past, and so it's kind of cool.
1: It was like a bridge.
0: The time is like a a bridge bridge. decade.
1: (laughs) Where like, you can,
0: where you look out and go, man, what's it gonna be like on the bridge? you are like, well, that's
1: what it was like. <laughs> oh, interesting. Right. Little
0: did we know we'd be locked in our homes. Right. But um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the future.
0: I think. I think. Like we were talking about their 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 em- emotional growth, mm-hmm. their creative growth was really interesting. Yeah, as well, because I think it, not until the 2000s did I really start looking back at how much they had grown because like I knew the Licensed to Ill guys and my friends listened to the other albums but I didn't really listen to them and then Hella Nasty came out and then I started listening to them and then I started going back and then I was like oh okay but the the problem with the, the Licensed to Ill was kind of like they said the fratness of it just kind of overtook everything And I think also as, like, a young, I'll I'll say as a young black youth in New York City listening to Public Enemy, it wasn't, like, the best, the greatest thing to keep seeing these three white guys (laughs) dominate Uh, the rap music. Yeah. So, and then also their music was was silly. But, like, you're saying, like, after you hear it a bunch of times, you start being like, well, are they just frat guys? Right. They're not really
1: saying anything.
0: Yeah, because, like. For me, when you have like Camaro driving Italian guys from South Ozone Park blasting those songs, fret and they're frat dudes themselves, you're kind of like, wait a minute, is this like fun music or is this like anthem for the people that like <laughs> chase oh. me down the st- Not me, right but chase, you know, other uh black New Yorkers down the street huh. with baseball bats and whatnot. Like what kind of people are these people? So it was uh it was kind of a weird situation to be. But in, but you know, as time went on, I was able to look and see like who they were and who they become. And then as you read interviews and all that stuff, it becomes, right? It becomes apparent who they were.
1: And I don't know. I I don't know what B C boys I know. Like obviously the old stuff, but then I also don't know what newer songs I know and where they land in these different phases of albums that they had going on but this makes me want to go and like purposefully listen to the different albums
0: listen to all the boys
1: yeah because i'm not i'm not a person that listens to albums per se i she's a singles girl yeah yeah actually yeah (laughs) i own
0: you like you like you want about this no just play me that one song
1: i did i own do you guys have any beyonce i owned so many single cassettes growing up i did i had a song i loved it i got it there was there were some albums i got but
0: only for the single
1: <laughs> i did one of the singles yeah but um
0: you're like song four skip there we go.
1: skip skip so yeah so i've never like i have no idea all these other albums i don't know that i've ever heard those album names before ever um i played
0: you some beastie boys but you weren't probably playing probably but i didn't know like what the other stuff yeah that's true like what it was say, from or like, i didn't say like this is five boroughs right
1: hey we're listening they have one called five boroughs uh-huh. oh
0: it's my least favorite album
1: what was one it was like paul's boutique boutique yeah huh <laughs> it
0: was very like
1: well i was who's just... this
0: uh this D- doji cat
1: doji cat <laughs> i thought they said boutique in the thing, but then I was thinking, why is it Paul's boutique? I was like, maybe I didn't hear that right. But who knows why anything is. Well,
0: boutique. They were wearing all that ladies' clothes, so maybe they got
1: that. Kind of... <laughs> maybe.
0: Yeah, they didn't explain that album really, like why they named it that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that's the kind of thing. Like, if it were a real documentary, it would have delved into something. Ooh, of these a things. real
0: take that Spike. I'm Jones, just you fake hack. No, <laughs> we're not going to praise you like we should at all. <laughs>
1: A what should I what should I say? A typical documentary, yeah. Okay, a typical documentary would have delved in, and we would have gotten more detail on some of these things. So yeah. now I have to go read the book because now I want to read the book because apparently it's a really long book and it probably goes in way deeper into to all these stories. So
0: better it's the movie, <laughs> just in book form.
1: I know. I'll be like, dang it! I it's literally... like a book of
0: the book of the mo- a book of the movie right. of the book.
1: You just watch this.
0: I think one thing that was interesting is they did not talk about um, uh, Yak that much. But I think. They, they talked, talked about, about him the whole time. But not, For a while, they didn't talk about it. Like the whole beginning, they didn't really talk about him that much. And then they, over time, they talked about him more.
1: Well, I guess because they were sharing their s- stories.
0: Yeah, but I think part of it might have been because they just were going to cry the whole time. Yeah. Like if they started at the beginning, just sharing about him. <laughs> They would have just cried the whole yeah. time because once they did, they were just like starting to cry the whole
1: time, yeah. Because I mean, they definitely gave him credit for putting the band together, right? For one, and then his magician um, ability to, to put things together, and the music and the the camera thing that he figured out, and then yeah. the tape loop thing he built. And you know, they definitely gave him credit for being kind of a genius. Um, But, yeah, but, like, the relationship stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like, once they got to that, it got Ad Rock sat down and, and said a whole thing. And then at one point, you saw him turn to Mike and ask Mike to read his line because he said, I can't. He said, yeah. can you finish this? I can't. So then Mike took over his lines because then they started getting all emotional. But they didn't. They didn't. Um, I was... Well, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised because of how the whole thing was. But, like, it wasn't... They didn't, like, delve into his illness and, like, this, like, the whole experience of them going through that. Right. They, I'm sure, want to keep that a bit to themselves. But it's also probably some in the book. But um, that wasn't really what this was. Right. It didn't. That's not what this was about.
0: I guess my, my thought process on it was actually not that he... Not that he uh, wasn't talked about much. It was that he wasn't in it much. I think my thought of a conventional documentary is since he wasn't there to present that information, they were going to use interviews to have him explain his side.
1: Maybe there weren't many. They did piece in. You never never know. There were a few clips of interviews of him clearly doing an interview for somebody. Right. Told some story. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It, they didn't have like which I thought must be hard for them to to accurately tell this, you know, you can only tell a story from your perspective and to not have that third voice there. Right. to confer with, I guess. I guess you got two of the three, so.
0: Yeah, the um Oh, I think the 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 movie points out I feel like even to me as an older person, but to younger people, which I think they do this, it's just, you know, in different ways and they do this anyway, but the power of being social, like their whole Mm -hmm. story comes from just running around the city and meeting people and meeting friends of friends. And I have a lot of students that ask me like, how do I meet people in LA and how do I blah, 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 but it's really just go to, you
1: can't out. (laughs) You know, yeah. go to shows,
0: but even online, like I, I have some friends that get together and just hang out on Zoom. Like we've done parties on Zoom, you know, so you can still get together with people and just, you know, we've met many of Paul's friends. So when we actually go back out, we'll know these people, right? You know, so and I think-
1: unfortunately, I mean, people have been like bagging on social media, like. Oh, you, you've spent too much time on social media, but really, that's kind of life now. Like that's where you meet people, right? So there's groups and meet up, like those kinds of things you can join, and still kind of have that social interaction. I mean, it's different now, but you can adapt, and it's not gonna be this way forever. Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could definitely, you know, do it either way. I just think, especially if you're a musician, there there's coming to be ways to get stuff done. Yeah. On, uh, online but before that happens you know they still got to get out there and meet people yeah i think still when you have that physical connection physical connection it's, it's still good
1: but yeah this definitely was like a tribute to their friend right. a tribute to their friendship and also uh, like you're saying like a tribute to the collaboration and how your life can change And how they sought that out. Like you're saying, like in the beginning, they're just kids running in the streets, meeting people, and they randomly met this group of kids who were listening to crazy music and whatever. And then they, I can't remember how they met Rick Rubin, but I think it was kind of random too. They
0: needed a DJ, I think.
1: Yeah, they needed a DJ and heard about this guy. So they went to his dorm and said, hey. Um, But then also when they worked with people, they were um, in L.A., or, uh ad adrock was in la and found out about a band I think it was and I was like hey guys you should come check yeah, out check. come check it these was, guys it was out Lashers Jackson. So no it was it? um dive or, or oh right, right, right. Yeah, something yeah. and uh he said hey come check these guys out and there were three dudes making kind of experimental they didn't seem Like they were that far off from what BC boys kind of wanted to be or was. So they could have seen them as competition or whatever. But they they seemed to have more of like, they definitely had a competitive spirit when they said like they performed and they wanted to make sure they won like the performance. But they also were very open to collaboration and really understood the value of working with other people and seeing what other people can bring to things and how they brought in the um that guy who happened to be a keyboard player Oh, money mark Uh uh-huh and then somebody else they brought in and then they worked with those three guys in la and you know just having that spirit of being open to other people's talents and what other people can do and what you can learn from them as they said they they beastie boys had toured the world and they were willing to they wanted to learn and sit with this group of guys who were at the time like nothing right really but they wanted to like sit at their feet and learn
0: yeah i think that was really important just the ups and downs that they had um and the humility that they had in and at least like the songwriting process like you said because they toured the world they did all this cool stuff they went on tour with Madonna and then like you were saying Yauk has is managing an apartment building I'm living in an <laughs> apartment building right you know so and then they go to LA and they do all this work and you know and I think a lot of people who work on a craft they think that they're owed something and ultimately we're never owed anything but you know they were like we did all this work and we made this beautiful album and we sampled all these songs and we put so much heart into it and then people were like I don't care right It's so? <laughs> like it's just, like, so it's just a humbling thing like yeah. Right.
1: It's just music. And they came sometimes. out the gate so big. Right. And then of course you're going to go into your second project thinking every everything's right. going to be received that way. But
0: but also like 5 years quote unquote too late. Like you took right. too long. I guess not 5 years. Yeah, I forgot what whatever. I
1: think it was like 4 years. Yeah.
0: You come out too late, you know, after being like the hugest thing, but then right. people are like, "Nope, sorry. We're on to uh you know, Vanilla Ice now or something right. like that."
1: But I think um, they really needed that,
0: yeah, really to be able to go deep mm-hmm. and dig into what they actually wanted to do, which you know goes with what you were saying of just really involving other people, and I think that was a huge thing for me personally to think about, and you know that's something I've been talking about of trying to link up with people, to right. make me, make music and not just go off of my own and lean on my own understanding, right. You know, and I think that's something for anybody that's trying to do something of like collaborating, and seeing what other people can bring to the table. Obviously, within the boundaries you have, right? Yeah. But um, and
1: I think speaking of them falling, their second their second album falling flat. I think one of my favorite things they said about that whole I can't remember which one said it, but he said falling off can be fun hmm. because after that experience was when they were like. All right, we're just gonna stop with all this nonsense and the big house and the right. expensive studios. We're just gonna build our own thing and have some fun. Right. And that's when they said they started working on becoming, um, picking up their instruments again. Yeah. And learning to play again and going a little bit back to the drawing board and their roots. And which was interesting to me because I think he said a year and a half after that and they, Maybe they put out their other album or not. I can't remember. But he uh, said, "Check um, your head." He said, "Yeah." After that was when he felt comfortable calling himself a musician.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he he said that, and then also he said going on tour to support that album because that stood out to me because I've I've always felt that. Well, it's obviously like obviously them practicing all the all that time and playing mm-hmm. was was the beginning of it. But then going out and doing a tour because if you're stuck to every... You become a machine and you can start to... You know, I always say people who've been touring for five, six years that are halfway decent are always going to be way better than you because they've, they you know, if you're doing um, a hundred shows a year, even if you're playing the same songs, like, you could play like you at least have the stamina to be able to play forever right as opposed to somebody who's like oh i play like two hours a day everyone or you know not even two hours a day 15 minutes a day every you know other day so like yeah doing that will definitely make you
1: so i guess it was the third album when they started having fun well it seemed like they had fun on the second one but nobody liked it yeah (laughs) yeah like but the third one was when they kind of went back Right, to the like instruments and the
0: yeah, the third album. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Check Your Head and then Ill Communication.
1: Okay, on Check Your Head, are there any songs I would recognize? Do you know?
0: Uh the one that we're playing, uh
1: Oh yes, yes, y'all. Yeah, that is that where sabotage came from?
0: Uh sabotage is ill communication, I believe. If I got it right. Yeah, because I think they came off of that album and they was Then Yaku's playing that bass line. Oh right, yeah. They're like, "What's that?" I could be wrong.
1: I will have to find the album. Um, Yeah,
0: I don't have like the tracks. I know the songs, and I know some of the albums are on, but not all of them.
1: Where does intergalactic come from?
0: That is uh, hella nasty. Okay. That was the huge hit that played Mm -hmm. for like three years or something. Yeah something like Like
1: it's running through my head right now just saying the word intergalactic like (laughs) sets it off in my brain and i'll probably be singing it for the next three days
0: i did a weird remix of it years ago um where i tried to get beastie boys in it there's like 17 samples in that song (laughs) um oh with that i think the other thing was that new locations you know we were talking about this earlier new locations breed new ideas new creativity which i thought was cool how they felt like well, they didn't feel like they just kind of ended up in L.A., which spawned this other type of creativity right. they would have never gotten if they would have stayed in New York trying right. to be the people that everybody wanted them to be. And then when they moved back to New York, that gave them, like, a reemergence of love for the city. and Right. They you know, came the back as
1: different people. Right. Then they left. Yeah. So, yeah. And they had a new outlook
0: right so it was like a different new york and they were different people so Mm -hmm. melding that together had its own creative juices so i thought that was like pretty cool to to see like played out right with them not even knowing it you know can i tell you some beastie boys and me stuff
1: beastie boys and you and me sure
0: i not really beastie boys and me do you guys want (laughs) to (laughs) hear
1: this sounds like a kid's book or something like beastie, beastie boys, boys and, and me
0: uh no so it was funny my re-emergence of love for the beastie boys didn't come really back until like 2002 mm-hmm. so i was living in uh in denton texas hook'em uh eagles <laughs> um and i was rooming with Four other dudes, most all of them were music majors. But one of the guys who lived there, he was like 10 years older than us. I don't remember how old he was. Really? But yeah, Casey Dotson. Shout out to him. I have not oh. seen him since the day we got married. Not me and Casey, but me and you. <laughs> yeah. I divorced Casey to marry Michelle. Right. But uh, he, um, yeah, he put me on to Beastie Boys. He had the Beastie Boys anthology video series. So it was a oh. collection of DVDs. With all their videos, outtakes, alternates, um, you know, and DVDs were popping big time. You can change the audio so that you can listen to like the remix. You can, I think you could change the video and the audio. Really? So you can like play like this version over that video. Yeah, huh. It was crazy. And so I saw how creative they were and how fun, how much fun they were having. Because this was coming off of the heels of like... The decade, well, all, not the decade, but the last five years or so, and even still to some degree, like gangster rap. And I was just like, I'm sick of everyone being tough and I'm sick of everybody like not having feelings except for anger. And so it was fun to watch that. So Casey put me on that and I was like, oh, I need to go back. So I started to slowly go back and mm-hmm. listen to the Beastie Boys with fresh eyes and kind of like they were saying, like you grow up, you see things differently, and you're like, oh. This was actually really good. Right. And I don't even remember Paul's Boutique coming out. I think I was just in another space that I didn't even.
1: So the album actually is good.
0: Yeah. Paul's Paul's Boutique is, there's good stuff on there, but it's, it is very dense. Like they were saying, there's just so much stuff going on. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't really know what you're trying to say here, but it's like artistically good.
1: Okay. Got it. So
0: the. The other thing was, uh, I got sent to the principal's office because of the Beastie Boys. I was singing, was it kindergarten? I was singing Brass Monkey. And I don't know for, to this day why I got sent to the principal's office. I don't know if it was because I was singing about an alcoholic drink, which I didn't know at the time. Right. I thought when I thought of Brass Monkey, I thought of like brass knuckles with like a monkey on it. I don't, it, I think that's one of my thoughts, but I didn't know what Brass Monkey was. It was right. just a rhyme, right? Yeah. So I don't know if she, I was saying funky monkey and I don't know if she thought I was saying another F word. Mm. So I don't know if I got in trouble for that. I don't know what I got in or
1: trouble Or maybe for. she didn't think you were saying brass.
0: No, that, no? that was pretty sure. Okay. Maybe, maybe, but I was pretty hard on the B. Okay. <laughs> but when you say funky, like, you know, right, right, depending on like, right. people yeah. are like, wait, what? Right. So my mom worked <laughs> at the school, so I was kind of nervous, but the, the principal was just like, don't sing that song. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. And then and I it's funny, I have that memory still to this day, going That's into funny. the principal's office, sitting there in the in the wooden chair. Um
1: and, little six year old Josh.
0: Yeah. And just getting waiting. in trouble
1: for singing brass monkey.
0: Yeah. And so um yeah, that was my that was the one of the few times that I got in trouble <laughs> at school was for singing brass monkey. That funky monkey. So that was that was my Beastie Bright, Boys. Monkey, Beastie monkey, Boys and me.
1: The funky monkey.
0: I already shared how I was racist towards the Beastie Boys, <laughs> <laughs> if that's a thing. Uh, I was racist towards. Well, they weren't rich forever, but rich, uh popular white guys.
1: Right. Um. So the videos. Since you were kind of talking about the videos, I don't really remember seeing. I've I've seen a few of the iconic shots. I don't remember watching. We didn't have MTV. When I was a kid. So I didn't watch like these videos growing Why didn't up. Didn't
0: you guys have MTV?
1: I don't know. We had cable for a minute and then we didn't have cable for a long time and then we had cable again at some point. I don't know.
0: It just seems like your parents would want cable.
1: I don't know. We'd a lot maybe I don't know, we'd have any money, maybe. I don't know.
0: I guess your dad watches a lot of hockey and baseball. Yeah. There's no reason to pay for that. Network <laughs> it, TV. It came on right. it came through that airwaves unlike it does channel now.
1: 13 we watched we grew up watching uh hey,
0: you british guys like a lot of british stuff
1: tv on channel 13 and and you know nbc abc programming on sunday night i don't know <laughs> so,
0: yeah that makes sense yeah. like I, I feel like yeah like what what demographic your parents are in that like british shows um sports and procedurals I don't yeah. know if they were into that at the time, but it's just like all that stuff was on free antenna, right? Vibes. So
1: yeah, I don't know what else, like family programming. I yeah. guess and like, that's yeah. all. Yeah, all the after school stuff. Disney. That's all we that's need. All. Yeah, that was all free. Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, but so, <laughs> so their music videos. I loved watching the clips that they put up about, or even just the clips of the videos they showed of them basically just being dumb doing whatever they wanted to do running right. around town filming things all by themselves without even even at a point where they could have had a budget and done a real music video. Right. They d- still just ran around. Well, the one they had super famous. What's his face? Spike Jones. No. Um, well,
0: Spike Jones is one of them.
1: <laughs> OK, yeah. Spike Jones. Wasn't there somebody else? Uh, I don't know. But they had You're somebody their f- His fake uncle. No, no, no. I thought there was somebody else that was like a famous whatever, but they just ran around the streets with like, he had a nicer camera, but um they still didn't have like this big video shoot, but they're all just so silly. Like, yeah. I didn't know, like they were wearing this lady's clothes. They just, <laughs> I want to know the story behind this house. Like they rented that fancy house in the hills yeah. from some rich people who left. They had a locked closet and they got it open and it was full of this woman's clothes that were amazing and then they just wore them and then made videos and took pictures. And <laughs> I want to know what this lady thought. Like
0: it's this, it's like a, it's like a closed version of the, that person, the first person who stole the gnome and then went around taking pictures with it. Right. Who's like, Hey, I did, a, I did t- five music videos, <laughs> a bunch of covers, <laughs> photo shoots, all in your clothes.
1: But and, how freeing is that to just do whatever you want and not really be too concerned about what people think exactly or like having somebody there to tell you what to do or direct you i guess like the right to party or whatever was um
0: fight for your right fight for
1: you yeah filmed in their apartment
0: well their friend's apartment
1: or the friend's apartment but still yeah yeah it's just a silly on mtv all day and there's these silly videos it just they were so silly and funny and i love that they just ran around town shooting them themselves
0: I think that's a that's a kind of like what we were saying. That just goes into what happens when you're 15, or you start when you're 15, and you haven't really experienced. Like they didn't res- experience to a degree. They hadn't really experienced rejection in a way. They right. haven't experienced um, uh, a lack of success. Like everything they did turned to gold. So right. You're going to still have that childlike heart. You're going to have like, this
1: naive confidence.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. It's right. the greatest thing because once a uh, setback hits you, then you start getting all calculated and like, okay, so we need to do this and strategize right. and figure out because we can't fail because then we'll look dumb.
1: And they even said that after that one album failed, it took them forever to write lyrics right, to songs because they were now a little bit scared. Yeah. But yeah, but up until, you know, yeah, all these videos just really were really like, Showed you how free these kids were. And then adults.
0: Yeah, sadly, I never got to see the Beastie Boys live. Um, I think I might have had a chance one time during Hello Nasty or something to go see them. But I just never did.
1: I know. I'm sad about that now.
0: There's a lot of bands I kind of was like,
1: oh, maybe.
0: And now I'm like, ah. Right. Because the music doesn't stay the same. Right. Like, I think the 2000s Beastie Boys, it was kind of... Like, hella nasty was kind of like the apex. Um, I have to revisit Five Boroughs and see. But, you know, I think that was the apex and, you know, not doing that. "Ah."
1: So if we ever get to leave the house again and go to concerts, we're going to start spending all our money going to shows. (laughs) But who are we going to (laughs) see? I don't know. We'll have to see who's out.
0: I think for me it's kind of hard because I've kind of seen everybody that I want to see and whatever capacity that is I got I kind of feel like I want to see the Foo Fighters but I haven't really listened to their new stuff in 13 years really you've seen Foo Fighters
1: before no no
0: no that's one of my big regrets is not seeing Foo Fighters anywhere um I think their first four albums I really wish I would have gone and seen them yeah ever since then I'm like oh it's cool you know I like you know like, I think they're all amazing. and The band's amazing. Like, when they did the last show of, they did the last Letterman show, when he went off CBS, they did two nights. And they're like a well-oiled machine right. a band. It's insane. So, but like, yeah, just like the new stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But, you know, Dave is now like a rock god. He's like the elder statesman of rock and roll. Right. He's right. taken over for all the Mick Jaggers and whatever of the world, so. But I don't I don't know who I would see now.
1: We'd have to really sit and think.
0: Yeah, it's like I'm trying to think of who I'm listening to now that's new that I would feel regrettable about it. Like I wish I would have saw Kanye. I wish I would at least went to the Yeezus tour. Like I didn't like most of the songs on the album per se. Like I wasn't bl- 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 memorizing the lyrics of all the song because a lot of them were like far out of like you know, groupy stuff, and I'm like, I don't know anything about that and orgies. And I'm like, I, that's not really my scene, so I right. it didn't really like resonate with me, right? But the spectacle of the show, and then being able to have him possibly do some of the older stuff, but you know, after that, it's kind of well, that's bitterness. the thing with
1: concerts too, is you don't really just because you don't like the current or new stuff, they always play, so, you know, they always play the hits,
0: yeah, or usually.
1: Somebody will bring. They'll bring out something. Yeah, they'll play the hits, but but maybe not Kanye. I feel like he might just stick straight to. If he didn't
0: want, yeah, yeah. If he just was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. I'm I'm playing. Sometimes he's like, I'm not even doing the concert.
1: Right. I'm playing three new songs. That's it. Right. Yeah. And then storms (laughs) off stage. Yeah. Um. That's all. That's all you're getting.
0: I think. Yeah. It's. It's. I think the. The issue is. There's a couple of things. There's. Being burnt out. There's age there's um like we were saying just you're a different person so all those things play into seeing an artist a significant amount of time after the work that you really like them for um you know so right now you're not like when we saw the smashing pumpkins they weren't the raging smashing pumpkins that I saw in 97 right it was still great but it, like Billy wasn't going nuts and insane and like you know, making his fingers bleed playing his guitar. He right. was playing the guitar, singing, doing a very good job and, and entertaining, but not going insane because he's a 50 year old dude. <laughs> so he's not going to do that. And he still has a voice so far, but at some point, you know, also your voice fails, your health, you know, one of your members, they're not as good as they used to be, but you got to keep them on because that's kind of like the vibe. People are like, we can't get rid of Gene Simmons. <laughs> meanwhile like his figures don't work or whatever right. you know. No, I don't know what Gene Simmons' <laughs> status but I think those type of things kind of play into it being prob a problem. And plus they're kind of like uh ah, I don't really like rocking. I kind of like acoustic guitar. And so when they play the songs, they're like, "Oh, let's do them differently. Let's like totally
1: Right, right, right.
0: like add six guitars and you know.
1: You know who you know who I will go see cuz I think it would be a fun show. Not that I've heard anything from him in a while um bruno mars yeah i'd go see him i think it'd be a fun show
0: depends on the price but yeah
1: i would see beyonce i would go to a gaga show not because i'm super fans but because of the show right like i feel like it would it's an experience like i like them fine i'm not super fans um but i think the experience of it would be fun and memorable
0: right I think Pink's show was amazing. Pink, I, what, yeah. what, what we saw when she did that, the area has <laughs> I <aerial is, laughs> aer aeronautics, aerials, aerial. Yeah, went back. That was like a long time ago. Yeah, when she was doing that. But yeah, it's it. I th- oh, I think the uh, I I almost had us go, but I forgot what was going on. I think it was something to like, Pink. No, no, no. Oh, to the Deftones, Dear oh, okay. Deftones. I think, yeah, I think it was a church thing and I decided not to go. I oh yeah, like, ah, you would see so, Deftones. So that's if, what you're if listening this comes to back
1: a lot right now, right?
0: Yeah, not so much right now. Or you were? I was. I I. I was listening so much, I had to just like, let me stop before I it. Over- <laughs> this. Before you ruin it. It's like listening, <laughs> listening to gore like 10 times a day right. all the way through.
1: Oh, speaking of, isn't there a Beastie Boy song that you can't really listen to? A couple of them, right? You said you can't really listen to. Because you heard him so much.
0: Oh, yeah. Fight for your what right to it? party. Yeah. No sleep till Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what it Those
0: was. were like, like I was saying, those are the frat white guy, like, kind of vibes. Right. And they were doing it as a joke. But like they said, those guys were like, yeah, you speak our language. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So when they came out, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, this is that vibe, you know. But, and every you know, everybody loves old school. Everybody loves the frat movies. And, it, like, people aren't, shouldn't lie and be like, oh. Like, even the most feminist person is probably like, oh, like, because it's just silly, stupid. Like, everybody wants to be silly, stupid in some sort of way. I'm not saying everyone's going to adopt every aspect of that lifestyle. But everybody wants to be able to be free and be silly and stupid. But when it just keeps being, like, if Animal House comes out and then there's another knockoff Animal House and another, and it's like every movie that's coming out is a frat boy movie. And that's what the radio was. It was like. Every five minutes was Everything. Fight for Your Right to Party, right. No Sleep Till Brooklyn. And I feel like there was a ton of better songs on those albums. Right.
1: So, yeah. Well, yeah, songs can definitely get played. Like Do Don't wanna my eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. And, that uh, every time uh, I hear uh, that it takes me right back there and, and I hate what was it. the
0: song? What was the song? Uh the Google doll song? The Angels, City of Angels or whatever? Yeah, and wh- I don't want the world. To, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. The 90s no. had so many like no. mega play, and you couldn't go to Spotify or nothing. It was just like you would turn no. to Q102. Yeah. Actually, that's. Oh, not, it would be. A, that was the t-
1: worst when it was on all the stations yeah. at the same time.
0: No, when they crossed over, that was the worst. They were on all the stations because they crossed over. So it was like you would hear Third Eye Blind on Adult Contemporary, Third Eye Blind on Q102, Third Eye Blind on 97 One uh-huh. the Eagle you're like no you're like i wish you would step back from that ledge my friend. like how is this play uh, in sequence
1: and the song at the time in the moment when it first came out you think these songs are so great and right. so big and whatever and then it's just like something about those songs
0: i think there's a i can't remember this a song i've come back around on um, oh, sex and candy. When I listened to that huh. song, I wanted to murder anything. <laughs> anything.
1: Because it was too much.
0: You put a baby kitten there to squeeze <laughs> its head like, ah, no more Marcy's playground. <laughs> when I hear that song now, I'm like,
1: oh. Okay.
0: Um, and then the song, what was that song? The song like something in a telephone booth and this It was on the I'm about to say family guy. The Cable Guy soundtrack. It played all the time. I hated it. And then I would listen to it one time on some 90s mix. And I was like, this is actually a really good song.
1: Oh, all right. It was just drilled
0: into me and traumatic. But now it's cool. So now that we've got on a huge 90s (laughs) slash, we've turned into a music podcast. (laughs) Sorry. We'll come back and land safely in the bosom of the Beastie Boys.
1: Can I give you... Probably one of the best quotes from this live documentary experience. Drop
0: it like it's hot.
1: And it happened within the first two minutes.
0: Two minutes.
1: And it was delivered by a cute little boy, probably like, what, eight years old or something?
0: I can't even remember what you're talking
1: about. Oh, okay. Well, it was in the beginning, and he's looking straight at the camera, and he says, of BC Boys, they stayed together the whole adventure.
0: Oh, uh, Yeah. They said adventure. Yeah. I liked it. So they stayed together
1: the whole adventure.
0: And now I want somebody to make a Beastie Boys video game where they adventure (laughs) through song making. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we stayed together the whole adventure of this Beastie Boys documentary. We want to let you know that you need to go watch it right now. We watched it for free because we we got the seven-day trial. So if you don't have Apple Music,
1: Apple Plus, plus to Apple, Apple TV, TV plus. to
0: the max. Then grab <laughs> it and watch it,
1: watch it, and binge watch whatever else in the next seven days. We yeah. are.
0: We're gonna watch the morning show.
1: hmm and, and maybe a couple other things that have come out recently, if we can fit it in, can fit it in in the next seven days. Because we right. ain't paying you five dollars a month. That's right. Apple.
0: Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-mm. Uh, so guys, don't forget to. Go to HeyWeJustSawMovie.com to get to uh, where the podcast can be found. It's obviously on Apple. It's obviously on Google Podcasts. It's obviously now on Stitcher. Just set Obviously
1: it up. on Spotify. It's
0: obviously on Spotify. So if you were like, I Ooh, don't know where to get this thing, then go you're to the not website. listening. Right. You're just not listening.
1: Go to the website. Yeah. What's the website again?
0: Website is com. Uh, and, uh, shout out again to Ben, our sponsor. We're trying to get more sponsors. So we Patreon Ben hook you guys up in different ways. Um, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your pa, you know, we want it's
1: to fun get when this you out. listen together.
0: Yeah. And when you, you know, share and build the community, maybe kind of like, uh, like, uh, the Beastie Boys said, you will find a friend in your love or the podcast or a significant other right. or a band member
1: and then maybe you you'll know. stay together for the whole adventure
0: right and then you guys will then start your own podcast about something you like and you're like wow those those people really made me feel like me and Sarah could do it right have a relationship and not argue and review um, ceramic cups
1: yeah whatever floats your boat or that's your right. ceramic cup that's right so really we just want you to go on this adventure with us.
0: Yes, the whole time. Yes, Listen to all of them. Start from the beginning.
1: Some of the episodes might be a little rough. We were figuring things out. But hang in there, guys. Some of the
0: episodes might be still rough. But hey, we're figuring this out. It's a journey just like the Beastie Boys went on.
1: On that. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye.